to Learning with the Miyuki Shiroganes, episode 1. With your favorite Miyuki Shiroganes, Naira Azerson and Sibilali Kadefi, or BB. Today's video is Think Box, Think Whisker. This video was produced and recorded on the 10th of May separately in our own homes. It's BB from Pancoran and Azra from Kemang. Pretty interesting, don't you think? social distancing habits of your nine students in Sekolah Amri Satu. Social distancing is an utmost important factor in, our eradic- in the eradication of the coronavirus, so we must ensure that students set a limit to their physical interactions. By doing so, we must first identify their habits, therefore the importance of the survey. While doing so, we will be teaching you all about statistics and provide a tutorial regarding data analysis. Bear with us. First, a brief background information for our audience. When analyzing a data, we must first consider if it is qualitative or quantitative. Quantitative data is numerical and delivered in quantities. Uh, qualitative data is descriptive. Then, if your data is quantitative, decide if it is discrete or continuous. A discrete numerical data only takes distinct values that are whole numbers. It is found by counting them. For example, the number of siblings you have, how many times you take a shower, and etc. A discrete data may be organized using a tally, frequency table, dot plot, stem plot, or a box and whisker plot. An example of discrete numerical data set is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Meanwhile, continuous numerical data can take up any value and could be found by being measured, such as height, weight, or speed. A continuous numerical data set may be organized with a gapless frequency histogram or a box and whisker plot. An example of a continuous numerical data set would be 1.45, and 7.81. However, people tend to group the data. Though less accurate, it is easier to analyze. When grouping, there will be various sections of the data range. Those within a certain range are counted as their frequency. A group data is usually organized in a frequency table and is ultimately converted into a box and whiskers plot. After determining which, you may decide a purpose by determining if your data is bivariate or univariate. A bivariate data has two sets of data and is used to find the relationship between both. So ultimately, it is for comparison. Meanwhile, univariate data only has one data set used to describe a certain thing. When you have a numerical data set, you analyze it using central tendency. The three most common measures of central tendency are the mean, median, and mode. The mean is the average data set, found by adding all numbers in the data set and then dividing by the number of values in the set. Let's say you have a data set of 5, 2, 3, and 6. You add them all together and divide them by 4 because there are 4 numbers in the data set. 5 plus 2 plus 3 plus 6 equals 16, and 16 divided by 4 is 4. So the mean or average of the data set is 4. The median is the middle value when a data set is ordered from least to greatest. In a data set where the amount of numbers is odd, you can easily pick the number in the middle of the data set is in ascending order. For example, 2, 4, 6, 8, 9. The number in the middle is a 6, therefore that is the value of our median. 
However, when the amount of data is even, you may have to find the average of the two numbers in the middle. Let's take an example from the previous data set we used for me. 2, 3, 5, and 6. Since the numbers in the middle are 3 and 5, we need to find the mean of both data to find the average middle value. First, add up both numbers 3 and 5. And when you add them together, you get an 8. Then divided by 2, 8 divided by 2 is 4. Therefore, the median of the data set 2, 3, 5, and 6 is 4. The mode is the number that occurs most often in a data set, usually most visible when using graphs, but you may count its frequency manually as well. For example, if the data set is 22234, the mode of the data is 2. There may be times where a mode doesn't exist. It only occurs when there are no common numbers in one data set. Or perhaps you may have two modes if the highest frequency belongs to two numbers. After analyzing, we may refer to a box and whisker plot to visually display our data set. It is formed by a five number summary of a data set. First, the minimum value, then the lower quartile or Q1, which is 25% of the data, the median or Q2, 50% of the data, the upper quartile or Q3, 75% of the data, and the maximum. A box and whisker plot is visually represented with a rectangular box representing the middle half of the dataset, a lower whisker representing the 25% smallest values of the dataset, placed on the left of the rectangular box, and the upper whisker representing the 25% of the data's greatest values, placed on the left of the rectangular box. Here's how you can make your own box and whisker plot at home. We'll take an example of a discrete numerical dataset. First step, rearrange the numbers in ascending order according to value. Second, decide the second quartile by finding the median of the sequence. Third, find the first and third quartile by finding the median of the sets of numbers separated by the second quartile. Fourth, decide the minimum and maximum quartile of the dataset. By means, A, reassure that there are no outliers. Outliers are data values out of range, it is either smaller than the minimum or larger than the maximum. It can be found by finding the minimum and maximum values of the data. B. The minimum can be found by Q1 minus 1.5 times the IQR. C. The maximum can be found by Q3 plus 1.5 times the IQR. And D. An interquartile range for IQR can be found by subtracting the third quartile from the first. And finally, the last step, number five, draw the box and whiskers plot with an outlier marked as an asterisk in its value. A box and whisker data establishes a data range quite easily. We can clearly see the spread of the data by looking at the length of the box and whisker plot. However, we still need to manually determine a range by subtracting the maximum value from the minimum value, or in the case of an interquartile range, subtract the third quartile with the first quartile. When you look at the box and whisker, you can see the placement of the box to determine the distribution of the dataset. It may show a symmetry or partial symmetry of the mean. If the box is placed in the middle of the dataset, equally spaced with its whiskers, it has a symmetrical distribution. If the box is stretched to the left, it is positively skewed. If the box is stretched to the right, it is negatively skewed. If you need more additional information, feel free to check our sources, the Organic Chemistry Tutor on YouTube or MYP Math 9 for International Students book.
are going to determine the social distancing habits of year 9 students from Sokolatika Amri Situ, we conducted a survey with the question, how many times do you go out during a month or week? We set the limit for a week to narrow down the data. We figured it would be more effective for long-term predictions or assuming habits. The population of the survey is supposed to be, indeed, Sokolatika Amri Situ students. However, due to the pandemic, perhaps we have a slight focus on the students of year 9, so the contact will be easier and more reachable. There is 42 grade 9 students from Skolatika Seto estimated, so it is much easier to collect the census of the population. However, it isn't entirely possible due to our current social distancing situation. We only have the ability to contact various students because we do not know how to reach the others. Or some may not have social media as well, or perhaps too unmotivated to join our survey. However, we at least choose representatives of the population by conducting a survey of the majority. With that, there's a slight chance that the data will be more accurate. When comparing with other students from Skoltika and Setu, our sample may be biased because our grade tends to lead to the introverted side of people. So those who go out more are more underrepresented, but since we will be focusing on year 9 students, our sample is just right to fairly determine the social distancing habits of them. Our data is quantitative because it is delivered in quantities. It is univariate because we will not be conducting a comparison. Instead, we will observe one data set to describe the social distancing habits of our sample. The data will be discrete because it is counted and the data is represented as a whole number. After surveying and compiling Chikal Seto's 9th grade student community data, we can finally start the process of putting the data together in a box and whisker plot. First, in statistical mathematics, there are four basis factors that we need to find in order to base the box and whisker plot. These factors are the mean, median, mode, and range. Let us start off with finding the mean. To find the mean, or otherwise known as the average, we need to find both the sum of all of the data and the number of the data that we have, or otherwise known as the frequency. So, what do we do with these numbers? The formula of mean is sum of data over the number of data. So that means that we just need to add all the data together and divide it by its own frequency. 42 over 30 equals to 1.4, and that is our mean in the data set. Next, let us find the median. Before finding the median, there is one very important step to know. We have to arrange the data in ascending order first for it to be able to have right value for the median. After arranging the data in ascending order, you just need to cross out each number from each side one by one until you reach the middle. As we can see on the screen, the median value comes up to 1. Take note that the median value will also equal to the value of the second quartile in your box and whisker plot later on. Next, let's find the mode. The mode is very easy to find, we just need to find the number that has the most frequencies. Let's see, 0 has a frequency of 2, 1 has a frequency of 14, and 2 has a frequency of 14 as well. That means that there is no mode value in this data set, or the value of the mode is both 1 and 2. It can lead to two conclusions. Next, let us find the range. To find the range, we just need to take the biggest number from the dataset and subtract it by the smallest number in the dataset. The biggest number will represent your maximum value, while your smallest number will represent your minimum value. 2 minus 0 equals to 2. 
and that is the value for our range. Now that we have found all of the four basic factors for the data, let's find the remaining factors to make the box and whisker plot. First, let's find both quartile 1 and quartile 3. It is pretty simple to find these quartiles, we just need to use the same method for finding the medium. To find the first quartile, take the data from the limit of the medium, or quartile 2, from the left hand side, and cross out from there. That means that Q1 has a value of 1. Next, do the same thing to find the third quartile, but from the right hand side of the data. That means quartile 3 has a value of 2. Now that we have found all of our quartiles, we can find our interquartile range. Similar to finding range, we just need to take the biggest value in the box, which is quartile 3, and subtract it by the smallest value in the box, which is quartile 1. 2 minus 1 equals to 1, and that is the value for our IQR. Lastly, we need to check if there are any outliers present in our data. To do that, use our IQR and multiply it by 1.5. This value will be used to find the outliers in our data. First, let us find the outlier for Q1. What you need to do is just to subtract Q1 with the value we just found, meaning that 1 minus 1.5 will equal to negative 0.5. This value does not exist in our data set, thus there is no outlier present in Q1. But what about quartile 3? To find the outlier in quartile 3, we just need to do the opposite of what we did for quartile 1, which is to add the value with quartile 3, meaning that 2 plus 1.5 will be equal to 3.5. This value does not exist in our data set, thus there is no outlier presented in quartile 3 as well. That means there is no outlier in our data set. Now that we found all the factors needed, we can finally construct our box and whiskers plot. To start off, make a number line with your data included. With your number line made, plot the values of your minimum and maximum values on top of the number line and indicate it with lines. Then, plot your quartiles by doing the same thing. With your quartiles in place, make a box around those quartiles plotted and that will be the box in your plot. Finally, make the whiskers by adding lines from the quartiles to either the minimum or maximum values. Then you are finished with constructing your box and whisker plot. Now that we have finished making our box and whiskers plot, you might be wondering why did we make this in the first place and what does it tell about our data? With the question being asked, let's analyze it. As you can see, the box and whisker plot constructed is quite unique. There are many things that we can point out from this plot. There is no right whisker identified, meaning that Q3 has the same value as the maximum value of the dataset, which is fixed value at 2. The box and whiskers plot has the quartile 1 and median located at the bottom values of the box with the same values, meaning that the data is not normally distributed. The box and whisker plot is completely positively skewed, meaning that the second 25% of the data is valued at 1, and approximately 50% of the data is valued at 2. The minimum value identified from the box and whisker plot constructed is 0. And there is no outlier identified. For our final evaluation, we will be making predictions about the census of the population and their social distancing habits. At most, students go out one to two times a week on average, as shown by the box plot. This may lead us to assume that within a month, students may go out four to eight times. 
30 out of 42 students go out one to two times a week. We may use that proportion to predict that 355 students in a school of 497 students go out one to two times a week. As a closing for today's lesson, let's recap today's lesson summary in simple pointers. First, we learned about the basics of statistical data, such as qualitative, quantitative, univariate, bivariate, discrete, continuous, etc. And we also learned how to find various statistical factors from the data set, how to transform and summarize your data in a box and whisker plot, and lastly, making out possible predictions based on recorded data. And that is all for today's episode of Learning with the Miyuki Shirogane. We hope you enjoyed it and learned enough information to receive a bridging over. Remember, think box, think whisker.